The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn presents. And being intentional in one's learning isn't just about learning a new skill that didn't exist a few years ago. Instead, it's about being intentional about looking for opportunities to connect, support, and learn from your teammates. Your co-workers are your teachers. Good morning. I'm Michael Kavnat, and this is the Next Big Idea Daily. It's Monday, so for most of us, time to rise and grind. Putting your shoulder into your work has long been the most obvious way to get ahead in your career. But sheer effort is no guarantee of success. It may even lead you to burn out early. There are better ways, and here to share some of them is Michelle King, author of the new book, How Work Works, The Subtle Science of Getting Ahead Without Losing Yourself. Michelle is a psychologist and business leader who hosts a popular podcast called The Fix. Her writing has been featured in publications like The Economist, The Harvard Business Review, The Financial Times, and Bloomberg. She was the director of inclusion at Netflix, as well as the head of the UN Women's Global Innovation Coalition for Change. And in 2022, Michelle was named LinkedIn's top voice for workplace equity. And she joins us now to share some of her big ideas. To succeed in the new normal, you need to master the informal. A businessman in Kyoto was in a lunch meeting with his new client. After cordial exchanges, they got down to business. After a while, the client complimented the businessman's watch. Proud and pleased, the man looked at his watch, smiling, marvelling at the features of the fancy piece while retelling the story of buying it. The client's face fell, unimpressed by the tale. He became disengaged in further business discussion. Wondering what he had said wrong, the man studied his watch again when he noted the time and realised their meeting had gone over the scheduled hour. He had missed the client's subtle cue to wrap up the conversation. The businessman shared his experience on Twitter and the tweet went viral because his experience is something we can all relate to. So many of us struggle to know how to manage the informal interactions and experiences of work. Managing how your work gets done is essential because most of us don't just go to work and complete a list of tasks. We have to work with others to do our jobs. The world of work has changed. Collaboration is king. A 2017 Gartner survey found that 67% of organisations rank collaboration as the most critical workforce skill, and 82% of employees have to work closely with others to do their job. In the new world of work, we have to manage how we work with others, that is, knowing how to interpret other people's feelings and intentions so you can manage your informal interactions with them. Whether sensing when a presentation's gone on too long or understanding the subtext of what someone is saying, managing how you work is a fundamental skill. The new world of work is a hyper-social workplace because it requires one crucial skill, the ability to manage how you work with others. How we work enables what we achieve. The how is more important than the what. Informal networks are your career lifeline, so manage them. We're sold the idea that there is one type of network, a formal network, that we develop by attending after-work drinks or conferences and awkwardly introducing ourselves to random people so we can hand out a business card. This is the formal farce of working life because informal networking, which really impacts your career, doesn't happen at formal events. 
Instead, informal networking occurs when we go for a coffee with a colleague or take a few minutes each morning to make small talk on Zoom with our teammates. These small acts over time help nurture the connections we form at work. Every informal connection you make becomes a part of your informal network. Take a moment to write a list of anyone at work that you contact for either informal information, advice, support. This is your informal network. Nearly 70% of all jobs are not published or made publicly available, and consequently 80% of vacant positions are filled through your informal networks. When you have a vacancy on your team, who might you approach to apply for the role? If you're a hiring manager struggling to hire diverse talent in your organization, it's a sign that your informal networks are not diverse. A 2012 research study published in the MIT Sloan Management Review entitled Cultivating an Inclusive Culture Through Personal Networks found that people with more diverse networks not only were more likely to be promoted and remain with their organization for a longer period, but the diversity of their network enabled them to solve problems more innovatively and creatively. Managing your network starts with diversifying it and cultivating relationships with people who may not look like you or share your background. Your potential to advance at work is determined by your ability to learn on the job. Research finds that 75% of long-term job success depends on soft skills and only 25% depends on technical capabilities. Additionally, employers rate soft skills as the most critical factor for entry-level success on the job. Companies often sell the idea that employees' potential is determined by the skills they can list on a resume. Just take a look at the way companies promote employees within an organization. Every year, managers will meet to discuss which employees have the potential to move to the next level. Leaders will debate people's different skill sets to try and achieve consensus on a final list of candidates for future leadership positions. What leaders are assessing isn't the technical or soft skills an employee has. Instead, it's their ability to learn on the job. Companies in the United States spend around $160 billion yearly on formal learning programs, even though 75% of everything we learn is learned informally. Your potential, your ability to learn, is determined by two important things. Your intention to learn a new skill and your ability to take ownership of your development. To maximize your potential, you need to take ownership of what you learn and how you learn it. And being intentional in one's learning isn't just about learning a new skill that didn't exist a few years ago. Instead, it's about being intentional about looking for opportunities to connect, support, and learn from your teammates. Your co-workers are your teachers. When we learn informally, we do so by observing people, obtaining informal feedback, or through trial and error. We take ownership of what we want to develop. We're intentional about it. Success isn't what we achieve, it's what we leave behind. In the old days, employees based their job choices slowly on salary, role title, or hierarchical level, what academics refer to as objective career success. But our definition of career success has changed as careers have transitioned from the traditional career ladder to a protein career. No longer is a linear career path or job for life considered a measure of success. Our definition of career success has changed because our careers have. The root word for success comes from the Latin exitus, which means to exit. Career success is the contribution we make. It's everything we leave behind. 
Making a contribution is knowing that what you did, whether completing a task, project, or role, and how you did it positively impacted your teammates and your organization. Meaningful work is the degree to which a person experiences their job as valuable and worthwhile beyond simply completing a task. For work to be meaningful, we need to identify our contribution beyond the tasks we perform or the results we achieve. Meaning isn't handed to us by our workplaces. It's something we discover in learning how we work together. Despite the common myth that our salary and wealth should predict our happiness, research finds that the quality of our relationships in life and work does. 2015 review of over 1,336 academic journal articles found that other people matter most when it comes to our happiness. People derive a sense of meaning at work through their connection to others. Most of us want more meaning at work, and badly. A 2018 study by BetterUp surveyed 2,285 American professionals and found that 9 out of 10 employees, regardless of their job level, tasks, or salary, are willing to trade a percentage of their lifetime earnings for greater meaning at work. Moreover, participants are willing to forego 23% of their total future earnings, almost as much as people spend on housing, to have that job that gave them meaning. We are the communities we work in, which means we have the potential to create a meaningful experience by engaging in behaviours that support our community. A 2020 academic study published by the Journal of Theoretical Psychology finds that we enhance our commitment to our workplaces when we engage in behaviours that support our co-workers, either remotely or in person. The more you pay it forward at work, the more meaning you derive from your work and the more committed you're likely to feel. We pay it forward when we help someone because that encourages them to help someone else. But this research study also found that when you observe one person helping another person, you'll reward that helpful person. So the more you help others, the more you build a reputation as a helpful person, which increases the likelihood that people will help you, rendering them helpful people. Your teammates will support you if they know you have their best interest in mind. When you pay it forward, your behaviours demonstrate that you're trustworthy, which activates the rule of reciprocity. Additionally, research finds that the more you help a person receives at work, the more positive their overall behaviours are likely to be. When we help others, it decreases the likelihood our teammates will engage in negative behaviours that might be harmful to us, like harassing, discriminating or excluding others. The more help you receive, the more help you're likely to offer to your teammates, which increases the strength of the relationships and the meaning you derive from work. When we pay it forward, we demonstrate we're trustworthy, which strengthens our relationships. And the stronger your relationships are, the more likely you'll feel connected to your workplace, which increases how meaningful your job is. Aside from sleep, work is where we spend the most of our waking hours over our lifetime. How we experience work is how we experience a considerable amount of our lives which is why managing the meaning we derive from work is essential to our overall life satisfaction. Thank you, Michelle. Well, listeners, I hope you have meaning at work. I know I do. Getting to spend time learning from some of the brightest thinkers out there and then sharing those insights with you, well, it's fulfilling. So I'm going to do it again tomorrow when we'll hear from Mark Milstein, author of the book, The Age-Proof Brain, New Strategies to Improve Memory, Protect Immunity, and Fight Off Dementia. 
If any of those are issues for you, you'll want to check it out. And if you want to check it out sooner, go onto the Next Big Idea app or download it if you don't already have it. I'm Michael Kavnat. I'll see you tomorrow.